Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After <laughs> And that, my, my friends, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is the extent of the connections between this film and the previous entries in The Grudge franchise, <laughs> which we're going to talk about today. We're talking about this year's The Grudge reboot, remake, reimagining, requel, re-in-your-pants-up-your-ass, out-your-mouth vomit i don't know what i'm saying anymore uh i'm peter joining me as always is tim <sighs> salutations <laughs> honestly which what i said on twitter after is i watched that... this uh and i, I, mean, it. I <laughs> that's not what i said how do you <laughs> i said the grudge 2020 is the definition of an fu it's january movie because this came out in january <laughs> and it feels like a january movie through and through it is absolute garbage <laughs> to to use your term is i mean i believe it you know, yeah i mean we'll start spoiler free obviously we have previously reviewed uh the original john the grudge john the grudge 2 and we also reviewed the grudge 1 2 and 3 the u.s films right so we've done five grudge movies and i suppose technically yeah. as well hadako versus uh Kayako, uh the crossover with the ring right so technically six grudge movies have been done in the past from us so this is our seventh right and we didn't know what to expect from this. We didn't, we didn't know what this was going to be. We got trailers. They're doing another version of The Grudge. And I, well, we'll get into it in a I'll minute. Be, but. I, I mean, in all honesty, I was kind of excited for it. I like the director. You uh, fool! <laughs> you don't like the director? He did. What did he do? I, I can't remember who the director I, is. <laughs> uh, Eyes of My Mother. Oh! Oh, now I'm really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell he made like this slow brooding artful like thoughtful little horror movie in 2016 i loved that movie and he made this generic hollywood garbage what is going yeah. on in the world i mean if like obviously i don't want to uh, you know uh talk out of turn or whatever but i mean if i had to guess i would say this is probably a lot of studio stuff because it does not seem like his movie i think maybe every now and again the, the most credit i'll probably give it is uh like every now and again like i i did think like oh like I, i'm liking the cinematography in this scene or something like I, and I think maybe it's because he is a good director but it's yeah there isn't really much else <laughs> i can say uh you know I, I i wish i could like you know do a um what do you call it <laughs> like do like a heel turn or something and act like uh, i love this movie because i feel like that would drive you crazy but uh yeah it would be hard <laughs> for this one yeah I, I don't know i mean you do that with the electric comedy which you pretend they're good just to annoy me well, that's that's not pretending <laughs> that's pretending you're pretending i, I know when you're faking it so. Tim. i know when you're faking it right <laughs> you fake it for the lap I know you do. Interesting. It's an interesting do. theory. <laughs> it's an accurate. It's not a theory. It's fact. It's just fact. Right. So, we'll start spoiler free. Of course, we'll give you a warning before we get spoilers. Uh, the the basic premise of the movie is that actually, but did did you did you catch when the movie was set? Actually, the main like present day part of it. Two, is it two thousand six? Yeah, it must be because at one point they say it was like a, a year, like or two years from the, the the first case. Because the premise of the movie is that someone who was working in the Grudge House, we actually see the you know the, the house from the Japanese. Uh, well, I mean it's the house from the American movie as well, which I, I think this is the one that's supposed to be connected to. 
uh, a care worker who worked there, much like Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, who of course was in the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Uh, but uh, a care worker who was working there in 2004, presumably before her, uh, decided to just sort of leave and come home and the idea is that she brings the curse back with her which correct me if I'm wrong wasn't this the basic idea the third one the Grudge 3 I, I believe so yeah because I, I think the third one was um, it, it was take, it took place like in a I think an apartment complex or something in America yeah. and I, the, I think the whole point was like it was kind of going on uh, around the same time because like someone over there moved back home or was traveling or whatever brought it there yeah and the only thing i remember about the grudge 3 is that i think marina sirtis from star trek was one of the people in the apartment building possibly i think <laughs> i want to say she was like a painter and like one of the apartments sounds about right <laughs> i could be wrong maybe i'm making that up yeah. so if it wasn't hard there was someone else that we recognized there was this painter living in one of the apartments anyway uh so yeah, she brings the curse back with her, and the movie does a bit of time jumping. In fact, I'm going to tell you what this movie is, Tim, right? Okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what this movie is. This All movie right. is someone, maybe it was Nicholas uh, Pesci who, who directed it, maybe it was a, an executive, maybe it was Sam Raimi who produced it, you know, someone at Sony, which, by the way, a movie starting with the Sony logo and then the Screen Gems logo is just a recipe for disaster. I don't think Screen Gems have ever made a good movie, right? Really? I, I can't think of what what they've done. but The only thing I know they've done off the top of my head is the Resident Evil movies. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's not a good start. At least the first one. I remember the Screen Gems logo at the start of that. Anyway, do you know what this movie is? Someone was watching season one of True Detective and went, I want to copy that. I want to do season one of True Detective. And uh, it, it's a grudge movie. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. It's, 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 it's detectives. One of them's looking into the case from a couple of years ago. It's it's cutting back and forth. It like it's, it even looks like true detective. They're going for the true detective color scheme. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 yeah, the, it, the, 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 the rough cop who's always smoking <laughs> with a big mustache like. That's really interesting. I I, I never uh, put that together, but I can I can totally see that actually. <laughs> now don't get me wrong. If it was good, it could it could it could be still copying True Detective and, and take sure. take those aesthetic choices, take that 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 sort of narrative structure idea, and still be good. Yeah. The problem is is that this is thoroughly dull, generic, full of cliches. Everything that is supposed to be scary or tense is a quick flash jump scare. It's, you know, the light turns on or off and there's like a, a ghost standing there. This is, the, this is what baffles me, is that outside of the fact of where the curse came from, it's not even a grudge movie because once the movie gets going, all the ghosts we see are all just the people from America who, who you know, right. have, been, have been caught up in it over the, the years it's been there. Uh, yeah. we, we never see long-haired, you know, uh, Kaiko. We never see... You know anything like that? Uh, yeah, the little, the little boy that, uh, uh, like, uh, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Meows <laughs> like a cat. Yeah, the, that's why I opened this review by saying the only thing <laughs> that connects this past the opening, which obviously says where it came from, the only actual thing in the movie that actually connects it to the Grudge franchise in terms of stuff happening is the noise of ah. And the and yeah, and and then also like. Uh, there's a few instances too where it just like straight up copies like something from the original like like of course the you know hand coming out of the back of the head during the shower but it's like it's not like you're doing like a new take on it it's like oh wait this is literally just like the same scare from the original movie like there's nothing like interesting or inventive about it yeah it doesn't know if it wants to be a remake or a sequel 
or a yeah, spin-off. It's... <laughs> it's, it's confused by its own own like, yeah. like purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll, like you know, you're doing your long list of like the things that are bad about it, but uh, I'll also go ahead and add uh, to the fact that I found it kind of confusing, like all the time like jumps and back and forth and like the different characters. Like uh, there's like a, a lot of times during the movie, I was like, oh wait a minute, uh, which person was this again? Was this a person that murdered that person? Or <laughs> all right, are we are we back in time now? We're in the present day, or and like I'll forget about people. Like I'll be like. Oh yeah, John Cho's in this movie. I'm like, oh hey, the the girl from the hunt. Like, oh yeah, hey, I, I totally forgot that they are in this. I mean, movie. Betty Gilpin from Glow is uh, who you're referring to there. But right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, I just had the hunt on my mind. I know, I, I know. It's, it's it's weird. Yeah, two weeks in a row we had Betty Gilpin in a movie. It's weird. Um, I I didn't know she was going to be in this either. So when she showed up, I was like, oh, she's just everywhere now. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's confusing so much as that it's very inelegant in how it jumps around time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the part that maybe makes it a little confusing is it is kind of dull. So, like, uh, yeah, if you're not paying attention completely, then when you look up, you're like, wait a minute, who are these characters now? Wait, are you saying you were paying 100% attention to the grudge, Tim? Is that what you're saying to me? It was tough. <laughs> it, it, it was a, it was a battle. <laughs> it was a trying time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, come on, I paid four dollars for this. I, I, I need to <laughs> pay attention. Oh dear. Uh, so what you're saying is you paid a lot more attention to the hunt because the hunt was a twenty dollar rental. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I yeah, my my problems with this are, are numerous. I've I've quickly went through a bunch of them uh, already. I I think when, when I talk about the time jumps, I, like I, I it never made it clear at the start that it was because it had big text across saying two thousand four, right? It <laughs> right, said two thousand four right. for the the women leaving Japan, and then. We get introduced to our main character, uh, played by Andrea uh, Riseborough, and she is this cop who just lost her husband to cancer recently, and she's like, now a single mom, but she's still a detective. Uh, detective Muldoon, which was, just made me think of Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> so all movie, I was going, clever girl. Uh, <laughs> and she she you know goes to her new precinct she's she just moved with her son and we're interested in her new partner who's is this gruff cop who's always smoking and he his old partner you know was like a victim of the curse and whatever um and they find this dead body and it's like connected to the house where you know this woman who came back from japan is but i was confused because i i thought when it jumped to her it jumped to present day and i thought this was like 2019 2020 and right. <laughs> so when it started flashing back to like 2005 because it, it, it comes up saying 2005 when it goes to like a year after the the, the first house stuff i i and that's the the john cho part of the timeline i i was like confused because i was like why does this cop look the same still actually no no i tell a lie he's still 2004 2005 is lynn shay uh okay lynn and her husband that's 2005 lynn shay's in the movie by the way <laughs> and I mean, okay, maybe it is more confusing than I was giving it credit for, because <laughs> it was fine when I was watching it. I was following it along well enough when I was watching it. But it, it, it got to the point where, like, it went back to that, and, the, you know, the cop's partner was there. So the partner from present day, Goodman, shows up, and he's there. I'm like, wait, he looks the same age. Why does he look the same age? He, he like, it, it, it's been 15 years. And then later on in the movie, there's a line of dialogue about how, oh, that thing at the house was last year. 
your cop, you know, that thing where your partner was last year. <laughs> the partner, by yeah. the way, uh, who was uh, you know, part, uh, who was involved in the curse, uh, has been who's been gone for a while. Uh, is uh, William Sadler, who's an actor I like. This movie's actually got a lot. Oh of, yeah, yeah. This movie has a lot of actors I like in it. Annoyingly, so yeah. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I I totally forgot he was in it. <laughs> I just watched it a few days ago, but I was like uh, really excited when he showed up because yeah, I, I'm a big Sadler fan. I love him, and then uh, but yeah. He, isn't really doing much <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he's kind of it would be the crazy cop who became obsessed, and uh, you know, Goodman sort of mentions that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't. Uh, he never went into the house. He never went in there. He was too scared of going in, uh, mainly because his mother yeah. was superstitious or something like that. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a particularly interesting, you know. I, I think honestly, though, my biggest problem is how the scares are handled. How they're all really generic, uh, mostly predictable really cheesy jump scares that are just kind of like, you know, quick flash of a person or a ghost. And sometimes it'll just cut away as someone screams or something like that. I hate the visual aesthetic of the movie. It, do you know what it looks like? It actually, you know, I, in a way this is almost like something I can give it credit for, is that if it actually wants to feel like it was from 2006, it feels like a bad movie from 2006. <laughs> it it has the, the look and feel of a bad 2006 horror movie. It really does. Yeah, yeah no, I... Uh... <clears throat> I can't really uh, argue with that. Um, also, I think uh, you know, and I mentioned this before. I, I don't like when uh, like cops uh, are like the focus of the horror movie. Like, I just feel like that's not you know interesting. Like, you know, when you're investigating it, like a detective or something. Uh, I, I feel like that that makes it feel like less horror-y, You know, and uh, I mean, not to say that it can't be done. That there aren't good examples, but I mean. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of the, like stuff like a lot of the saw stuff that's like you know like detective focus or whatever. It just uh, I don't know. It's, it's never that interesting. Also, I just realized the gruff cop was Damien Bashir, who was in the Nun. Oh god, <laughs> I and like I, I don't want to say that he's like a, a bad actor or anything, but I hated his performance in this movie. He was like I feel like he took such long pause in between like every word, and sure. it's like. Yeah. It, it feels like such like a, uh, you know, like an impression of like, you know, the the cop who's seen too much shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's felt like really over the top and annoying. And a lot of times I just wanted to be like, just talk faster. <laughs> like you know, every sentence is so slow. Yeah, I uh, I like his performance. I mean, he's not he's not a bad actor because he was he was fighting yeah. the hateful eight. I mean, I guess it's better when. Oh yeah. When Tarantino's, you know, directing you, <laughs> and his script is better, obviously. But yeah. um, I feel like I feel like the movie just feels like it's going through the motions. Even like where the plot goes at the end, it's like wait, this is just how the original kind of ended. <laughs> like this is the exact yeah. same idea. Like her plan to make this work is just you know the same thing. Um, I. I and you know, and the ending's just that. You know, it's, it's that like I, I don't think this is a spoiler. I mean, maybe this is something I should say for spoilers, but I don't think it's a spoiler to say the movie has that thing where oh, you think it's all over? Nope, gotcha. Like it has that ending, which yeah, is yeah. You know, of course, it does. The one thing I did kind of like is I liked it how <clears throat> it just like transitions like to the credits, and then the the credits just like roll over this kind of like very peaceful surreal shot and like you can just hear like birds and stuff in the background <laughs> i did like that but everything leading up before that not so much bizarrely i'm going to agree and say i like how the credits started playing 
Yeah. <laughs> because there was a moment actually where like it cut, it cut to this exterior shot and I went, wait, there's more? We're not done yet? Yeah. And then the credits started playing. I'm like, oh no, it's over. Oh, happy days. All right. Well, Tim's internet's been a complete dick today. So I, I think I'm going to start fresh here with the spoiler section. I'll, get, I'll thank the patron producers at this time. So thank you to David Short. Thank you to Alison M. Fordyce. Thank you to Cindy Palacios. And thank you to Tyler Hess for being our producers. Uh, that means they're $20 or above patrons at patreon.com slash TV. But you can be a supporter over there for as little as $1 per month. And for that $1 per month, you get access to an exclusive bonus episode every month. There's a back catalogue now of about 15 or 16 episodes. So go and have a look and see if you're interested. $5 tier, you get access to episodes a day early uh, for the movie review episodes, as well as you get uh, getting to vote once per month on an episode. So if you're interested in keeping all the content coming helping us out uh, and supporting all the shows we have but you know in particular this one then go and have a look uh, but yeah so yes uh, spoilers for the movie uh, I mean where do you start Tim what, <laughs> what, what horse shit would you like to begin with um, uh, start at the beginning where the uh, hand comes out of the trash bag <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, is there anything else to say? All in the hand comes out of a trash bag? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like just kind of a funny uh, uh, like metaphor for the movie. It's like, yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> this is garbage is going to come out of you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was my impression of the hand not not my uh, fisting technique just a uh, FYI uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's also so funny because it's like so like the like, I wonder how long it really is in, in like a <clears throat> at the house in Japan where it is like um, I don't know it feels like what like two minutes <laughs> like like that they spend up top like oh, after that like for such like I feel like that's like a very important part of the movie is like the fact that oh there's this uh you know curse on this house and whoever goes in it uh, you know they bring the curse back and stuff and it feels like it's so quick that it's just like oh wait no yeah there's a person that stepped in there once and now they're in America yeah there's literally nothing to it I'm, my, my, my bigger complaints about the movie I suppose would be that I don't think any of the characters are entertaining or interesting or likable like each because it does the thing because the, the grudge was this thing where it was very much a series of vignettes right it was like here's yeah. this character story with the house here's this character story uh the american remake kind of tried to shake it up a little bit and kind of kept trying to bring it back around to like the, the main character because uh, it would try to be more of a normal movie uh this movie tries to do the vignette <laughs> things but kind of uses time jumps you know a la true detective to kind of have it sort of like bounce back and forth. So instead of having each one story one by one, we're cutting in between them. So they're all kind of combining and ending around the same time and, and so on. Uh, and I think I, it's, it's impossible to remember exactly the order of the, the, them coming out. So I feel like we have to just kind of yeah. take each one on their own as we go. That makes sense. I, and yeah, I, I I think it's a very frustrating way uh, to watch the movie. Like I, <clears throat> you know, for, for the record, you can go back and watch our original reviews, but I love, 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 you know the first uh you know juad movie and the american remake it's fine uh but like i really really love that first one and um you know i i think the uh the way it's presented there uh it, you know it it flows uh you know very evenly and um you know it never feels like confusing or frustrating um you know versus here where 
yeah, it just feels like a, a real misfire <laughs> the way they present it. I don't know if they think like, oh, doing it this way will make it a lot more interesting, but honestly, it just felt more annoying <laughs> to me than anything. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you, if you want to do like, uh, yeah, because like who, who would the characters be then? I guess we have like Lynn Shay and her husband. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, them and the uh, the suicide assisted suicide helper person. <laughs> Yeah, what a weird thing. <laughs> I, I was like, is this a thing that people do? Like, I remember growing up, there was like all this controversy with uh, Dr. Kevorkian, but I was like, oh, are there people that actually do this now? <laughs> like, I think I think there is I, technically, I, yeah. Uh, like, I, I I mean, I have like, you know, no judgment or anything. Like, you know, people do what they do, whatever. But uh, it, it's just like such a weird thing in a movie. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize this was a thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if you're in that much pain, I, I, I don't, this is not the same as like regular suicide. Like this is this, you're making a conscious choice to either live in pain for right, however long it's going to last, or yeah. or just end it now but on your own terms. Like, I, you know, like I think most maybe people, that should be a Patreon goal for us. <laughs> what? Which one of us is dying? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I'm ready to end this podcast. <laughs> On my own terms. <laughs> I'm in too much pain. Four hundred episodes. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So that's one plot, uh, which is the newest one before the, the the sort of the main story with the, the detective, because that's the one that like still has like leftover elements to it. And she actually, because she actually goes to the house and finds Lin Shay still there alive. So that must have just happened. Yeah. Uh, in that part of the timeline. Uh, the actual original story, which is the woman coming back from Japan, we don't really get to see that play out. We only get, like, quick yeah. glimpses of that at the end when she's in the house trying to burn it, which is, you know, shocker. Like, the end of the movie is her <laughs> trying to burn down the house where the curse is now in. Even though they've clearly established to this point that the curse just follows the people who have encountered it and the house is irrelevant. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, so... There's the, so you don't really see much of that. So you've got the the Lynch and her wife. You've got John Cho and uh, Betty Gilpin, who are she's pregnant, but the baby's uh, got a very strong likelihood of being uh, I can't remember what, what, what the the ailment was, but they're it's sick. like ACD or something like that. Is uh, I, I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, I, I, we looked it up, but I still um <clears throat> not really uh, familiar with the um. Uh, Oh, the the uh, ailment or whatever you would say. Yeah. So so they're there and he's like a, a realtor. He's trying to sell the house, which was previously owned by the the the, the family who you know died because the the, the woman came back from Japan. Um, and then sort of tacked on. So the message of the movie is don't don't visit other countries. <laughs> you may bring back a, a curse. That's, a, that's oddly relevant right now, actually, given... Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm not giving them credit for that, though. No way. No. <laughs> so, and then tagged on to sort of around these is the, uh, is the William Sadler detective who kind of comes into... Like, he apparently was investigating the case with the original people, but then he's kind of obsessively watching the... Uh, the uh, house whilst Lynchy uh, and her husband are living there, uh, because you know then Damien Bashir comes, shows up and like tries to take him away, and Sadler tries to commit suicide in his car, uh, but he survives so that uh, our main cop, uh, you know, uh, Riseborough can go and see him later, 
because uh, he's in like a mental hospital she, she goes to see him and he's this is just one of those generic horror scenes where he's just raving mad and like the curse follows you it's never going to leave you you've got to get away from the curse it's got a death curse you know, he's, <laughs> except crazy, crazy Ralph. yeah crazy ralph is more entertaining admittedly <laughs> and I, I love bill sadler this is not a, this is not an indictment of bill sadler sure. at all no i mean he like the there's a lot of uh uh like good actors in this and i think they they do a good job acting but yeah the characters are not good or interesting and it's uh yeah it's you know i, I don't want to disparage any of the people in it but yeah the, none of them really have any like cool or interesting characters uh and then yeah and when you see him too he also kind of has that thing where yeah he's all like scarred up now he has like a messed up face and everything yeah. so i feel like it's yeah kind of like a, a cliche they, they go see the person and it's like oh what happened to them but that's the problem with the movie. Everything in it's a cliche. There's not an original thought or bone or, yeah. you know, like hair. There's not an original hair in the movie. That's, that's <laughs> that is the sad truth of it. There's there's nothing in here to to engage us or or make us. I, I don't know. It's 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 a rough time. Uh, <sighs> I'm actually I'm I, we need to think. The director did a movie before this uh, called Piercing. Piercing. Yeah. Which is a horror movie. We should probably track this down and uh, have a look at it at some point. Yeah, I, I I've wanted to see it. I, uh, I yeah, I, I think it's one of those ones that I've heard about, but then yeah, I haven't really seen it streaming or anything uh, yet. But I would like to see it. It can be worse than this. No, I I want to say I've I've heard mixed things about it, but um, so I mean you know maybe that's not a good omen, but I mean at least that means that there are people that do like it <laughs> versus this. I don't think anyone <laughs> has really come into bat for this movie. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone is. Uh, so, so the plot with, uh, Gilpin and John Cho is they're upset about the news they've had about their baby. He's trying to console her. And this is designed to make us kind of like her, but the whole thing is just so depressing. Like actually one of the things I hated in the movie was the music. The score was like, that, that was one of the things that made me think of the mid two thousands was the score of this like creepy supernatural music that was playing the sad piano of like <laughs> oh everything's depressing and uh, no hope in the world like yeah <laughs> so yeah the music sucked i i just like everything about it just it felt like they're going it reminded me of stuff like uh and i know i said it's mid-2000s but like uh to get more specific it reminded me of music that we might play during like darkness falls or something like that it was <laughs> you know this melancholy piano trying to be yeah. like creepy and i, I just I, you know uh you're not john carpenter you, can, you can't pull off the piano score right just uh accept it i was yeah whenever i think of the uh yeah that kind of like slow kind of sad piano it just reminds me of uh <laughs> the save room in resident evil oh that's way better how dare you how dare you sully sully the thought of this with that <laughs> Uh, really does make you feel safe <laughs> haunting tim haunting yeah. uh yeah. see so yeah, i hate the music uh but so <laughs> he they're trying to reconnect over uh you know the sadness about you know the child being you know uh not 100 percent. we'll see uh i wonder if they're like trying to do something like uh you know like oh like look like both ends of the spectrum like you have you know, one person uh, who's at the end of their life, you know, that's trying to decide if they want to end it. And then uh, on the other end, a, you know, person at the beginning of their life wondering if, 
Yeah, they should end that. <laughs> well, Jesus, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so basically he goes by the house to drop off keys. The parents aren't there. The The ghost girl of the previous family is there. He thinks he has to sort of stay there to help her. He eventually comes home. He has the creepy shower scene where the hand comes out of his hair. There's no build up to it whatsoever, by the way. It just happens. Oh no, yeah, uh, it just happens. And also, it's like weird. Like the girls, like her, like like uh, face keeps bleeding, and like I, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I was John Cho in this situation. But I feel like you just see a little girl spontaneously start bleeding. It's, it's like get out of there. That's no good. good. <laughs> Maybe take her to the hospital, perhaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Or, or just just run if you're Tim. Yeah, just run. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, and oh, and you know, how does this end? Oh, it ends with you know the the death. They both die, right? Uh, it, it seems to make it, it seems to always make like someone kill someone else. So in this case, it seems to make him kill her. It kind of happens off camera though. Uh, and by her, I mean Betty Gilpin. Uh, and then he drowns himself in the bathtub. Uh, but it looks of it. But again, it mostly happens off camera, so it sort of cuts to it as if it's maybe shocking that he's lying there dead in the bathtub. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a particularly exciting sequence of events. The yeah. the euthanasia plot uh, or lack thereof is that you know the the husband wants to find out if Lin Shay can be put out to pasture, and the the, the woman <laughs> refuses to do it because she's she's not like all there. She she can't make the choice for herself because she's too delirious. Uh, she you knows they never specify what she has. I mean, you can probably assume Alzheimer's, but it's it's hard to well, tell. Well, no, I, I think the idea was that she didn't have anything, but she was interacting with these ghosts. And when other people can't see the ghosts, you assume that, you know, that means they're not all there because she's like playing peekaboo with like one of the ghosts and which is, you know, like a nod to the uh, first movie. Like there's an old person that was doing that, uh, you know, in the first movie as oh, well. OK, let, let me rephrase. From her perspective, she's not all there. Therefore, sure. she's not willing to do it. As the, it was the point yeah. I was making, Tim. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no strong feelings on whether or not she actually is, uh, you know, losing it or not. Uh, given the fact that the ghost maker killed her husband, because uh, uh, most of this plot, again, is like him talking to the, 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 the euthanasia person and her saying, I'll still stick around and see if I can help and give some comfort. And then yeah. she offers to go to the store and get them some stuff. Like, uh, what is this job that she has? Like, she basically is just like, I'll come hang out with you. <laughs> uh, but of course, then eventually, Lin Shay kills her husband. Again, we don't see this. Lin, uh, the, the woman gets up in the middle of the night and sees him lying there dead, uh, which is the dead body that uh, Risebro finds at the start of the movie when she goes to visit the house. And she uh, gets in her car and drives off, and that's the body that the police found in the car randomly, you know, down this road in the forest. You mean the uh, like the uh, euthanasia lady drives off? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Lynn is still in the house, just being kind of crazy. She cuts off her fingers. <laughs> she cuts off her fingers, and she's being kind of crazy, uh, yeah. which is something that again Andrea Risebro finds uh, yeah. early on in the movie. Once she finds out about the house, she goes and checks out the house. Uh, and finds out this stuff and you know other than that like uh, I actually at the start of the movie there was a scene with her and her kid and I thought oh this kid's a terrible actor and then I forgot he was a terrible <laughs> actor because he's kind of missing he's just kind of quiet for most of the movie and he's or he's not there and then at the end of the movie 
when he's actually in a big dramatic scene with her and he's yelling at her that he's scared or whatever i was like, oh my god i forgot how bad this kid was at the start of the movie oh he's terrible shut up stop talking child shut your mouth <laughs> oh you're so hard on kid actors because <laughs> sometimes they're the worst him <laughs> well they're kids though and you don't want to you know feel like like the need to drag a like eight-year-old <laughs> through the mud <laughs> oh i do <laughs> i'm all for it let's literally get him tie him to a vehicle a golf get a little golf cart i can drive a golf cart uh tie him to the golf cart and i'll drag him through the mud all right all right i mean uh, I, I, I do agree it is uh you know there definitely are uh you know kid actors that are better than others but i mean <laughs> what do you want it's uh that's you know they're a kid they shouldn't be uh doing movies they should be you know Right around the schoolyard or something. What is this? 1952? Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, if I'm a parent yeah. with a kid who could maybe be an actor and bring money into the household at an early age, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, get, get in there and make Ugh. earn your keep, you little shit. Uh, of course, you'd be a total stage mom. <laughs> 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 Give me a kid like plastic surgery when they're nine oh dear uh i mean if i if i can get firefly in some commercials or something i would you can make me money firefly you could be a star i have thought about that like sometimes i'll see like a dog or a cat like a you know on the you know on, on a product in a grocery store and i'm like, like my, my pets are way better looking than that. <laughs> yeah firefly but i don't know how to get in that game yeah, probably not worth it. Probably, probably stress the cat out. Not, not worth oh, sure. it. sure. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good, Firefly. You're good. All right, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the movie from Andrea Risebro is kind of like her looking into the cases, the investigation, reading files, talking to the partner about feeling weird and not believing in ghosts. But obviously, by the end, she's going to because she's going to be terrified. Uh, she was a crazy person a couple of times because she thinks she sees a ghost or a person in the police station. She pulls out a gun and the other guy's like, whoa, what are you doing? You're losing it. Go home. Get a rest. I, I, like, I, I guess it's not supposed to be, but I did think that scene was kind of funny. Uh, I mean, yeah, because then they watch the security footage back to see if there actually was anyone there and it's just her like, acting all suspicious and like you know, sneaking around because she's like trying to like be careful. Uh but again horrible to watch like the entire sequence of like her seeing this ghost like flick on and off with a blink of an eye and stuff like and just the loud noise out of the company it's, just, it's everything we hate about these ghost movies uh so yeah that's the thing it doesn't even feel like a grudge movie after after they set up it just feels like a generic ghost demon movie and that's it that's all it feels like yeah um there, there's one little joke I'll give them a, a half point for is that uh, what, there's one day where she has to bring her son into work and uh, Damien Bashir's like, oh, okay, I'll, we'll find something for him to do. And he takes him into a room and they've got some DVDs. I did like the small joke that all they have is cop movies in the police station. Yeah. Like, that's all they watch is cop movies. They've got like uh, 48 hours and like another 48 hours and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's better cop movies, don't get me that's wrong. That's all right. But sure. <laughs> it was a cute joke, I'll, I, you know. But, but hey when that and how the end credits start playing are the only two positives <laughs> i have like it's not saying a whole lot no <laughs> i was painfully i mean i was bored but that, that's not even the extent of it i was also like actively annoyed at how like 
because when it starts doing these really generic things and having this generic mid-2000s music playing and it starts doing all these little things, I get yeah. not only bored, but I'm also... I mean, if anything, I'm not bored because I'm too annoyed. I'm too annoyed to be bored. I'm annoyed <laughs> because I'm like, why is this this exist? What was the idea here? Like, there's some movies where you feel like they're just trying to capitalize on a name, and this is one of those movies. This this is... I can't explain this in any other way. This is all about capitalizing on a name, on a name they own, like a property they own that they can use the name for. That's all this is. There's no idea here for a movie. It's just, no, no, we have this name. Go make something as generic as quickly as possible so we can put it out. Yeah, uh, it seems like weird, though, because it is like, uh, you know, the again, like I, I really love, like, you know, the first Grudge movie, but it's not like... I, I don't know. It's a franchise you hear people talk about a lot. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of the point of what you're saying. Like, it's not like something people are clamoring for, but just because they own it, it's like, let's do it. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird. And I, I I'm curious. I, I wonder if this was something that was made like a couple of years ago, because it, it feels like one of those things that was just like probably been on a shelf for a while. And then they're finally like, all right, just release it. <laughs> I don't um, think it was, but it wouldn't shock me either if it if it if it was that case. Yeah. You know, like if it does kind of feel have that feel to it of like somehow they lured some reasonable actors into this. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean Lynn Shea is kind of like, okay, we like her, but I mean she obviously is willing to do a lot of crap horror movies. She does it a lot. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But you know, John Cho and Betty Gilpin and William Sadler, like and even Damien Bashir, like these are reasonable actors, you know. Yeah. Like, the, 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 I mean, they're not huge stars. They're not like huge names that are tough to get. But I don't know. It, it, it's it's a, it, it's a little more pedigree than you like. I, I feel like usually this movie you have like one character that is somewhat notable. But what you mean? Yeah, like, have like you mean like the Grudge Three with Marina Sirtis from Star Trek: The Next Generation? Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like I, I feel like uh, yeah, like to have like you know four or five people in the movie that you're like oh hey i i know who that is like that's yeah that's a little surprising i'm actually just double checking if it was was marina sartis that was in that movie because it's it's bugging me now sure. it's bugging me shawnee smith was in this movie i don't remember that wait this one no three. Oh, the three. three. okay marina sartis was in the movie i was right but i did not remember shawnee smith also being in there she's like the second build character so maybe she's actually wow. an important part of the movie i guess she is she had all that saw three fame going for her at this point of course yeah yeah joe shawnee smith's one of those actors that is much older than i think she is because mm-hmm. like i i thought she only just was getting started when saw was coming out and i i thought she was like you know in her 20s then but she wasn't at all uh she was playing teenagers in like the 80s so like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know she, she's uh i mean what 1969 she's what 51 now there you go well i mean what can i say we stand in shawnee smith uh now let's see <laughs> i guess i guess i'm giving her a compliment that i thought she was like 10 years 15 years younger than she actually was for a long time so i'll pass it along to her so, <laughs> trying to think if if we missed anyone there uh i i mean yeah i guess the uh what happened to uh, i forget does uh the uh, the the cop with the mustache uh was that is that goodman yes i i, I forget does does he end up living 
I think he does, yeah. I, I think he doesn't get involved that much. She goes to see him for advice for a couple of times, but I, I, don't, I think he just kind of stays out of it by the end. But, Joe, you know, this is a problem that I actually am not 100% sure. Like, I don't remember, like, how his, like, involvement <laughs> in the movie ended. And I watched this today. I watched this mere hours ago. And I don't remember, like, what he did, you know, what, what he was doing. I, th- I think, yeah, I think he just stayed out of it at the end. Like, he he gave her some advice. Really... Yeah. Didn't have a ton to do. And then, yeah, I guess it basically just ends with, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> um, yeah, Muldoon burning the house down. And then there's a... Uh, you know, you think her kid uh, is in the house, but it's um he um you know realizes that the uh that's not her son; it's a ghost. So she, you know, uses her lighter or whatever and lights the whole house on, on fire. But it is funny, you know, because when when she does that, <laughs> you know, my wife was like, "Oh, like uh, that's kind of a, a bit of a gamble." Like, <laughs> you know, she doesn't really do anything to like necessarily like you know a hundred percent make sure uh like they do that whatever that um game is where it's like all right what do we do when we're angry or upset or whatever yeah which, which but, is set, which uh, set up earlier in the movie that that's what they do so it's like a set thing that they have yeah yeah but still i feel like you know all right maybe want to if i'm gonna potentially light my son on fire maybe want to you know triple check and make yeah, sure I, that I, that's not it i thought it was going to turn out to really be him because there's a line earlier in the movie where she's where, where she said <laughs> what? that would have been like so great she's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well there was a line earlier in the movie where she said to uh the cop that she's worried that she may hurt her son that this this thing's making her crazy oh, okay. and she's worried yeah. that she may hurt her son so i thought it was going to be a dark ending here where she leaves the house all triumphant because she's set everything on fire but then her kid's not in the car because that's where she left them and it's like oh shit she actually did just murder a yeah. child and that was <laughs> she was going to like be in like a mental hospital and that be the end of the movie instead that was the ghost we have a scene, the final scene of the movie is her at her, her new place and she's like, saying, her son's getting ready for school and she hugs him and says, I love you, have a good day at school. And then as she's hugging him over her shoulder, you see her real son go, I'm going to school, mom, bye! And he leaves, <laughs> he leaves the house and then she kind of just like, has this look in her eye and then we get like a quick shot of like her being dragged across the floor by a ghost and then it just goes to the outside of the house and then the credits start playing. Uh, I mean, it's a mildly fun little reveal with the sun behind her like saying bye mildly like i i feel like uh the i I feel like it's like a bullshit way to end the movie like i I feel like that could potentially have been like a cool scare maybe earlier on um like if he played with it more but yeah but but i don't know having it here just feels like Okay, yeah, we got to do the stereotypical, like, gotcha at the last second kind of ending. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was the same shitty ending that you have in every shitty supernatural horror movie for the last 20 <laughs> shitty years. Uh, <laughs> I have... It's like, at least he didn't, like, jump out and scream at the camera. Like, <laughs> but I'll give him that credit, but yeah. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I, I can get on board with that. Um,. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Tim. I th- this movie is 
a complete waste of time. It feels as pointless as the Cabin Fever remake did, the one we did in 2016. <laughs> That's kind of the, the category it feels in for me. Is where I don't understand the point of it. I don't understand the purpose. There's no creative flair to it where I'm like, this is why like, the director wanted to do this, right? There's nothing about it that makes it feel like it's even like a fun idea for a sequel or a remake or whatever. It just feels like... It's not even doing the exact same thing as the original. It's not like... Because that, that was the time with the Cabin Fever remake because it was like redoing the exact movie beat for beat. Uh, this isn't exactly that, but it's so similar. It's like the original movie mixed with True Detective with a, a completely like just generic script. All the scares, there's no inspiration in how it's how it's executed at all. There's no tension. There's no drama. It's 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 mind it'd be mind-numbingly boring if it wasn't so infuriatingly pointless. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all that, but I don't know. I still kind of like it. Like, um, you know, what? I think that. <laughs> what? Shut your face! <laughs> How dare you? All right. Uh, are, we ready, uh, are we ready to rate this some bitch? I, I feel like we are. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I hate to come down on it, but I mean, it is pretty bad. Uh <laughs> uh I, i've seen worse movies i wouldn't say it's the worst thing in the world but yeah like you said it is very uh prototypical of what you kind of expect those like shitty january dumps uh of a movie are um i guess like the most charitable uh, i i guess i could be is that hey it does have like you know good actors and actresses in it and the uh and, and again every now and again i think i, I did kind of you know, maybe like some cinematography here and there, uh, which I mean, yeah, most of the movie does have that like, you know, shitty mid 2000s uh, kind of look to it. But every now and again, I'd be like, oh, that's like a cool shot or something. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, very few and far in between. And and yeah, I mean, maybe little stuff like the the end credits I kind of like, but um, very, very minuscule stuff. It's yeah, very trying really hard to pick out some slight positives. <clears throat> and what is ultimately just a annoying, generic, kind of weird, confusing, frenetic, <laughs> messy movie. Um, so with all that being said, I guess 2.5. <laughs> I, I am shocked this got a theatrical release. I really am. It, fe- it feels like a direct-to-video movie. It just does. I, I, I think the third one was like direct-to-video. It and, was. And this, honestly, like, I think the third one might be better and no, I, I, I really agree. hate i hated the third yeah one. The, the, the third one was shit but I, I think i like the third one as well more than this mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i may yeah. like three more than two i can't remember why i felt about two I, I feel like i hated two as well uh it, it feels so <laughs> those sequels are so forgettable i, I can't yeah. even like properly remember them that much <laughs> i i feel like i hated both two and three but i may have slightly preferred three but i, I mean that i have no idea go back and check those reviews to see how i felt because <laughs> i don't remember yeah. well, two wasn't the one with um was it bill pullman in it or was he in that first it was in the first one sarah michelle okay. Gellar did come back for a couple of scenes in the second one but i haven't I, I i couldn't tell you what the plot of the second one is off the top of my head i, I remember the third one's in an apartment building and, and that's it yeah yeah, that's 
I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I really, it, it feels so uh, escape from my brain. Yeah, the, the only th- <laughs> escape from my brain that is the new film in the Escape from New York franchise. Uh, escape from my brain. Uh, so I'm going to give it a straight two out of ten. Why is it not less? Because I've seen worse. That is ultimately the only reason sure. why it's not lower. Is that it, this is the this is the definition of a two out of ten for me? Is absolute garbage. Uh, it, it's about as garbage as you can get before you start having like bad sound mixing and like you know like boom mics just in the shot all the time <laughs> like this is as bad as you can get on like a professional level um yeah. terrible uh dolly dolly uh, other brief thing i'll give it is that the actress who plays the the the, the girl who's like you know a ghost for most of the movie uh, her name is zoe fish and that's a great name <laughs> okay cool <laughs> zoe fish so there you go uh, and andrea riseborough you were better in mandy being married to Nicolas cage as the titular mandy <laughs> oh i didn't even realize that was her oh yeah that's her yeah oh. it's because she doesn't look like she's like staring into like, the vacuum of space the entire time that's why you didn't recognize it was her uh yeah, just all right the, uh, the whole cop angle just doesn't just doesn't interest me i know no. i get it i get it all right movie sucks Let's move on with the lives. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. You can, of course, let us know what you, you thought. Do you think it will end up uh, making our, either our best or worst of 2020 list? It's got a shot at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if not enough movies come out, then maybe it will unfortunately be on the, the best of as well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if, if we only see, like... 12 new horror movies because they all get cancelled this year then i suppose it's possible that it could be like number seven on the best but also number four on the worst <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that'd be a really bad year oh dear anyway let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below if you've seen it you can like and subscribe all that stuff i know uh, i know uh yeah some of our because uh, i was tweeting about it from the screams uh Twitter while I was watching, I know we it did have some defenders. Um, oh. I, 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 yeah, I know Keith was tweeting that he really liked it. So, so sorry that we were kind of trashing it. For someone who goes by the name Bored now on YouTube, he uh, certainly has uh, <laughs> some interesting movie tests. Uh, yes, so uh, we mentioned Patreon earlier. Support us on Patreon. Uh, we, we always love it if you do. But you can support us in other ways. Rate the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a review. Uh, get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight, as Tim was just uh, sort of pimping it out there by stealthily saying, hey, I was doing funny things on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's funny, if you go back and you look at the tweets from uh, the, the Friday that I did it, I was like, I started off by going like, hey guys, uh, maybe I'll do like a, a live uh, tweet along while I watch it. And then like five minutes in, I was like, hey guys, uh, it's a little hard to pay attention and tweet at the same time. So I'll just end this year. <laughs> that is such a tip thing. Uh, so I have to ask, was that an intentional joke or did you genuinely thought you were going to do it and then decide, oh no, this is actually hard to pay attention. I'm going to have to stop. Uh, it, it was a... Uh, I, I was thinking about... Um, <clears throat> it, it was a little unintentional because yeah I, I did think like after a while like you know when i posted like two things and then i kept having to be like oh wait, man, i gotta rewind because i missed something I missed, like, <laughs> like what year are we in now who are these characters now so i'm like i can't do this like the whole movie <laughs> wait so five minutes into this movie you were basically that robin williams gift from uh, jumanji what year is it oh, sure yeah <laughs> but then I, I i thought that was kind of funny though that to be <laughs> just to start that and then <laughs> Tell me that five minutes out of the movie before you <laughs> gave up tweeting. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Ice Cream's Midnight for those gems. Uh, 
you can <laughs> of course uh, check out other content from us uh, I do a science fiction movie podcast with Tara called The Atomic Cinema Experiment kind of a sister show to this one uh, sci-fi movies instead of horror so go check that out uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>